that introduction, then let me give you six rules for pastoral theology proper as an antidote to some of the current theological chaos. Number one, rule number one. If you want to know God, and if you desire to lead your people to a more mature knowledge of God, then you and they must make it a habit to regularly gather with his people for worship and prayer. Foundational. To quote the words of the 1912 Psalter version of Psalm 76, God is known among his people. Every mouth his praises fill, from of old he has established, you know. God is known among his people. If you want to know God, you will have to be regularly with his people, especially as they are gathered for the divine liturgy. There is a special presence of God when people gather on the Lord's Day around the table and the Word of God for worship. A special presence. Yes, he is always present to us. Yes, he is nearer to us than we are to ourselves. And that's true on the golf course or in the mall. But the way he is present, how he is present to us is different. If I'm in the mall on Sunday, the Lord may be very close and present to me, but he may be present in judgment and in anger and in disappointment. But if I'm gathered with God's people, he is present to bless, to give his gifts, to elevate me, to forgive me my sins. And that's really significant because you need to be in the special presence of God regularly with his people if you want to know him. And I'm not simply doing my obligatory nod to the centrality of worship here at the beginning so that we can get on with it to the heavy, meaty stuff of Latin and Greek terminology and the heady abstractions of philosophical reasoning. Not at all. This way of knowing the true God holds for us pastors and for our people. This is how we grow in the knowledge of God, and this is how our people will come to know about God more accurately and intimately. This is the vantage point that gives us true, accurate knowledge of God, not some disinterested, scientific kind of a neutral view, but engaged by God with his people in his special presence. I, I, I do believe there's all sorts of things I could say about this. One of the fascinating things is that in the late Middle Ages, theology basically became divorced from worship and from the gathered people of God. And theology was done in the monasteries or in the universities, in the academy, in the schools. And when that happened, the doctrine of God and the doctrine of how God delivers and saves us was skewed. It got sidetracked. Now, I'd love to talk about that more, but I'll just say that. What Martin Luther does is he brings theology back into the church and for the people in his preaching, in his teaching. 
And worship now becomes in the vernacular. And people can praise God and learn about God from their Bible as they're hearing it in German, not just in Latin. That's significant. And, and there, is a, there is a reappropriation of the knowledge of the biblical God by Luther and the reformers that was a result of them reestablishing the church as the place where people know God. Lex orandi, lex credendi, the law or the way in which we pray has a huge effect on what we confess, what we believe about God. Two dimensions to highlight here, the language of the Bible embodied in the liturgy, reading, hearing, reciting, singing, praying, praising in collects, in introits, in hymns, in sermons, in acclamations, in salutations, and benedictions. This is the context for developing a mature knowledge of the living God. Here you will learn the proper words to use to describe God's being and life and has his activity as creator, redeemer, and passionate lover of his people. And I'm not, talk about, I'm not talking about just a service that's engineered to attract religious consumers and is entertainment-oriented and has a sermon. I'm not primarily talking about sermon here. Sermon is part of it. It's the whole ball of wax. It's the whole experience. It's the entire embodied experience, shoulder to shoulder with others in the body of Christ, or a line of knees bended to confess and pray, or a forest of arms and hands lifted with psalms on lips in praise and petition. That's how you know the true God. Not in schools, but in congregational worship. 